welcome back to this week's episode of Redeemed and Saying So. I'm your host, Ray, and today we have a very special guest, the author, the preacher, the teacher, the triumph coach, the fashion <laughs> icon, my personal megaphone, Robin oh, Henry. Hey. Give it up, live studio audience. Woo! Offline, but I'm gonna tell you online because I need the people to know that you got real supporters in real life and we really do be about that big Okay, that's my dog. That's my dog. Um, but I'm so excited for us to chit chat. I'm so excited for us to get and dive deeper into this conversation. Let's get it. I'm excited. Okay, so Robin is here today to talk with us about what it's like to go from trauma to triumph. But <laughs> before we get started, I do want to ask a random question okay, just go. to break the ice and for the listeners to get a fun fact about you. Okay. So if you could be a member of any TV show, what show would it be? Oh, that's easy. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, I <laughs> like this. That's very easy. Most of my lingo is from Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's either Phaedra, Nene, or Portia. You know, I've only seen Real Housewives of like- Get out. I've never seen a whole episode. Stop. Never. What are you doing? I what were you doing? Where were you? Like in 2011. They were wild and I was like, I can't No, 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 no. That's actually a really good time to watch. Like season, like everything before, is, I say season nine. Yeah, because after that, that's when they started. You could tell that it wasn't like. It was too, like, it, staged. It, yeah, it was too scripted. So I was like. Mm. But don't they just fight? No, they don't just fight. They um, give you a nice little read. Um, it's very classy. <laughs> is it? Um, it is. It's very classy. Like, oh. there's an episode where this uh, this lady, she's on the show. I'm not going to say too much to give too much away. But she's on the show, and basically she got red. But she was like, I don't feel red. But she did get red. So, you know, classy reads, you know. Like a book. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's go ahead and get into it, because... No, yeah, it wouldn't be me. No, Let's you don't find... See, when you when you have a way with words, you you honestly are a winner. Like, you don't have to throw hands. Don't throw hands. You don't... It's, it's fun? No. Oh, okay. Same. Y'all heard what y'all both said. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She, she likes to go... She said, nut if you buzz. Okay, well, let's get into it. So, I was thinking back, and even now, I was trying to be more intentional about my personal growth and one... One of the things that I was trying to be intentional about is not being overly spiritual. Um, I had to take a side. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, especially like being in church, it's very easy to forget how to be a human. Um, yeah. And not even so much so that you're intentionally playing church, but when, I don't know, I just think it's very easy to make everything super spiritual. Yeah. Like, it's good to pray about everything, but then you also have to be like, okay, sis, get in therapy. Right. Like, the practical side of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't, you're still a human, and that's okay. Right. Um, Jesus in therapy, you know, drink yeah. tea. Mm-hmm. Get you a, ther- a therapist that's safe. Okay? Please. And filled. and filled with the Holy Ghost, okay? Don't then y'all both will be sitting up there. Right. Confused. Stuck. And bound. <laughs> no, for real. That's a hot mess. But um, I definitely realized that um, I have the faith in God to, you know, deliver me out of whatever situation. But mm-hmm. I still had to recognize, like, okay, there's still, like, things that I have to, like, I have to address the root of the issue yeah. as a human. Um, so I had the faith, but I wasn't putting in the work with it. Mm. Because, child, I don't know what I thought the work was. I don't know. I was just sitting there hoping and praying for a miracle, right. but I wasn't putting any work in to deal with the emotions and the trauma or fears mm-hmm. whatever it might be mm-hmm. um and me myself I was a very surface level person like yeah. I had trust issues um I didn't want to open up yeah. didn't want to deal with nobody yeah. especially like anybody knew I was like eh, skirt, stay over there right but um yeah it was like 
I was asking God, like, you know, send me these people, send me the right people for me, um, asking for the opportunities. But it's like, if you don't ever deal with the hurt or the trauma, whatever it is it might be, God is going to present you with those people and you're just going to end up hurting them because you never dealt with your issues. Yikes. You know what I just heard when you were talking? I heard if you don't deal with the hurt, you won't do the work. That's it. And there was no work being done. There, look, there, I mean, it's okay. Me too, sis. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Even like, even opportunities, for example, like just as an example, say you get a new job, but you don't know how to deal with your mouth. You don't know how to deal with your anger. And then you go causing drama and now you're out of a job that you Yikes. just prayed for. So. Yikes. Yeah, you've you got to deal with the root of an issue because like a tree um the root is where the source of like all, like the nutrients comes from mm-hmm. so whatever you see produced from that tree it's a cause or it's there's a correlation between the fruit and the root so a lot of the times we look at the fruit and we think oh well, this person is this or this mm-hmm. person is that or we sometimes even ourselves we view situations like oh it's this it's that right. but what what is the where where are you getting these lenses from and so when you analyze where you're getting these lenses from then you go back to the root and you're like oh okay so this is coming from something that happened two years ago or maybe two months ago and i'm not healed from that or i'm not i haven't recovered from that so a lot of the times we do too much of trying to cut off a fruit or a branch when really we need to go to the source we need to get to the root we need to uproot and unlearn some things mm-hmm. so we do need to go to therapy so we do need to speak with the counselor mm-hmm. so we do need to probably go back and apologize so we do need right. to go back in and say okay you know what sis you were tripping because it wasn't even that deep or sometimes we just need to be real with ourselves and just say hey you know what I have an issue and just because I don't know how to fix the issue doesn't mean that I'm I'm weak it doesn't that's not that I don't understand where that comes from I think a lot of the times we try to and I'll speak for myself we try to carry so much weight mm-hmm. we try to like carry all these different things but then the Bible says that the he Jesus says come to me all ye who 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 labor and are heavy laden yeah. and I will give you rest there are too many of us who are carrying these things we're carrying burdens we're carrying yokes that and and God is like what are you doing give uh-huh. me that give me that and it's like i know me for example like i i would pray about something but i would pick it back up oh girl that's that's me that's me that's me that's me what did you just spend all that time (laughs) praying for yeah yeah yeah. if you were just gonna pick it back up it's like you want god to be lord over your life but you're only giving him part of it Uh oh it's like pick your battle sis Uh like and then even even in those prayers, I wasn't being completely vulnerable with God. Even with God, I wasn't being com- completely transparent. And it's not that I didn't trust him, but honestly, I just made it a, a habit to just not be completely vulnerable um, because that's just not what I was used to. And so it was like the saying, closed mouths don't get fed. Jeez. You don't open your mouth and you're not willing to ask for the help. What results are you expecting? My God. So I was just sitting there going in circles. My God. Child. No, that's a real place. That is a real place. But I like something you said um, about people seeing it as weak because one of the points I had, um, the three things I was looking at was transparency, accountability, and vulnerability and how they go hand in hand often. Yeah. Because um, I think transparency requires a level of vulnerability and to some people that's considered weak. Mm. Like some people, especially like in black households, like... (sighs) emotions was that Hmm. like what are you crying for and it's like what you mean what i'm crying for i'm i'm hurt yeah you hurt me you just yelled at me or you just took my food away or you just like (laughs) beat me like (laughs) no for um, real hello and i think a lot of the times that ends up something that one person might not see as um i say traumatic but even that some people think that's something you know huge and like dramatic but something traumatic could be like getting yelled at Mm. like some people have an issue with people raising their voice at them because it's like they associate with they associate that negatively when it could just be one person being passionate they're not necessarily trying to be negative um, towards you um but 
people can I say something? Oh my god, because this is let me tell y'all something. I love talking to Ray because whenever she and I so we we typically have our Bible studies. Let me just a little cap, y'all. We typically have our Bible studies on Tuesday and it's like early in the morning before both of us go to work. And whenever she and I talk, like it's it's crazy. Like the revelations honestly I feel like we bounce off of each other, yes. to be honest. And so when you were talking um, I just thought about how a lot of the times uh, people are walking around um, wounded in their hurt and they're, they're still in this trauma because people associate trauma with um, drama and I like how you said because mm-hmm. it wasn't dramatic so a lot of the times people are like oh well, it's not a big deal right no to you to it okay to, to you. you to you okay. and because of that we have normalized perversion in a sense yes. and so all perversion is is basically making an abnormal thing normal mm-hmm. and so that is oh my god I just had to share that no, I, you that's know, good. I, somebody needed to catch that because I caught it so I'm, I'm throwing it back to y'all because no, man there are so many people out here who are like oh no I'm good you know although my mama used to take my food from me and da 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 or although you know my, my dad used to do this to me or although my friends used to do this to me you, you consider that a normal thing but as time went on because it was not a dramatic thing or because it was not on the extreme level of the scale you just associated your trauma as being something normal Normal, but mm-hmm. now we see that perversion has become a, a dominant factor in your life. You've now normalized the abnormal. Yeah. Yikes. Like, and one thing that I see that's common a lot is like eating disorders. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize they have them. And yeah. I said that because you were taught, you mentioned, um, you know, my mom used to take my food for me. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what about the people who are like, oh, you know, you're looking a little thick, you're looking a little chubby. Yeah. Or even people who are like, Oh, you're so small. I wish I could be small like you, but you don't know what that person is yeah. sitting there internalizing yeah. that as. Like you think that's a compliment, but that person is like, I'm too small, and now they right. overeat. Right. And they like you. You really have to be mindful of what you say and how you say it to people yeah. because a lot of people don't see what they're going through as trauma they because don't. they don't. They. It was perverted. It was no. It was normal to them. Yeah. So. Dang, that's really sad. Oh Lord, everybody's gonna hurt. Like, no, for real. We got a lot to unpack. My goodness. But the other thing that, um, as far as looking at transparency, vulnerability, and accountability, I think a lot of people don't understand the difference between honesty and transparency, mm. because you, it's your level of transparency that then requires accountability for the actions that you. Are transparent about yeah um and now makes you responsible for you know if you're transparent about oh I deal with this I deal with uh, I'm addicted to porn I'm addicted mm. to sex yeah the more transparent you are well now you have more responsibility as far as correcting those actions yeah so it's like a lot of people it's not that they don't want to be transparent but it's like, do I really want to take responsibility for my actions? Mm. Like, because I'm comfortable here. Mm. Like, sometimes people are comfortable in their trauma because yeah. it's normal to them. And yeah. that's, it becomes a safe space to them. And like yeah. you said, that that is perverted, but that's normal to some people. Some people stay in um, domestic, vi- domestically violent relationships because that's what they see in growing up. So they think yeah. that's normal. And Eesh. when you don't get to the root of it, you it can end up taking your life. And that's very... I would honestly hate for that. But but you know what? I'll say this. Healing is a choice. It is. Because a lot of the times we recognize that things are abnormal. But because... And sometimes it's not even that we're not transparent. Because a lot of us are transparent. Because some of us... And we've had this conversation before. I think we had it like a, a year or two ago. Where it's not that people are not transparent. It's just that after the transparency, people don't want to do the work. Mm-mm. You just want to be, oh my God, woe is me. Look when me, I was young, mm-hmm. I had this. I went through this. Oh my God, this is my song. This is my story. Okay. And that was a crutch. Right. And so yeah. you don't want to do anything. And so I, I think it's a thing of like, people don't want to do the work of healing because it is very aggressive because you, and it, it's so, in, is evasive the word? Invasive? Um, 
it's it's so much in your face mm-hmm. because you have to look at you and you have to check you and that's mm-hmm. where that accountability comes from that self accountability in addition to having those external accountabilities from others mm-hmm. as well so i just wanted to throw that little nugget in there no fast. that's good because yeah. it can very easily be a crutch yeah like, oh well i've been to this when i was younger and i'm not in no way is that to discredit what you've no. been through but how long is that going to be your excuse right like and how many years ago was that? And you recognize that there is a problem. And see, it'd be it'd be one thing if you didn't recognize right. there was a problem. But you recognize it's a problem. But then you you then use it as a weapon and you use it as a manipulative mm-hmm. uh, tactic. Oh, sure. That's not okay. It's not. Because not only are you you you're hurting your health, but you're also hurting you as well. You're mm-hmm. causing for you to be stagnant in life and not being able to progress, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually, or whatever. Because you are still holding on to this spot in your life and you just need to let it go. Mm-hmm. I personally think that the root of that, like at least in the people that I've seen that tend to do that, that tend to be honest about what they've been through, but don't take the steps to work out that healing process. Mm-hmm. I think it's the fear of letting go like what they know. Yeah. They well, that's know. a real thing though. That's what they know and yeah. it's like that's a real thing i have to yeah what is my life gonna look like after this right this is all i've known yeah but it's like imagine how much lighter you're gonna be imagine how much more beautiful your life is gonna look when you don't have this dark cloud hanging in the back of your mind yeah because even those people that are willing to talk about it don't understand the difference between honesty and and transparency Mm. because your level of transparency will then require accountability for those actions that you desire to change hmm that's so good. no i think honestly being okay because i didn't even think about it that way when you said it that there's a difference between being honest and being transparent mm-hmm. i think you can be honest about how you feel but you can't so hmm, you can be honest about how you feel but at the same time you can also in like in you being honest mm-hmm. you could be still withholding information mm-hmm. you're not being completely transparent and so i've never considered the two to be different mm-hmm. and i think transparency it requires a lot of strength everybody cannot be transparent but everybody can be honest mm-hmm. because i think transparency is rooted in the root it's Mm -hmm. rooted in like the deep core of you not to say not to be you know so deep or overly spiritual i mean not even being overly spiritual but you know not to make because you know people be like oh it's not that deep but it is that deep it is because the only way that you are able to be transparent is if you are deep within yourself Mm -hmm. if you have that um sense of awareness about yourself enough to say you know what xyz boom bang bang you know what i'm saying that's the only way that you're able to just be um transparent yeah so it, it takes a it takes a different kind of strength to to be open and vulnerable and raw in front of someone it else. does it takes a lot of strength it really does i think that's i can understand at least for me because uh-huh. i've been there like i opened up to the wrong people and then ended up had my business in somebody else's ear hmm. and it's like dang yeah the person i called my brother or my sister now like because this person that I thought was close to me hurt me Hmm. now I really can't open up to anybody Hmm. Um, but that's why I said (laughs) once you're able to identify the root it's like now I have the discernment to say okay maybe it's not time to open up maybe I shouldn't open up to this person maybe I can't open up to this person because they've shown me these characteristics Mm -hmm. Um, that's good so yeah that's good there's a lot of power in, vulner- in vulnerability and transparency. Yeah. yeah. Because I think even me, like, as I've been transparent, and almost like you said, it does take strength because as you're transparent, it's almost like you're unlocking that within you that you were just burying. Uh-huh. It's like now that I finally opened my mouth, uh-huh. it's like, okay, I've said it. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, now... It almost like it starts the it's you're starting the car. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, we started the car, we gotta put our foot in the gas. Right. It's like, okay, where are we going? Mm-hmm. That's where you start finding the account the accountability people that yeah. you can trust in your circle. That's it's good. like, okay, I know where to go. Like I can trust these people, so I'm gonna go here. Yeah. And here's my baggage. Like, mm-hmm. I need you to get in the car, come with me, this is where we're going. But mm-hmm. until you're transparent, you're just gonna be sitting in the car. 
Child. You just me sitting in the driveway. Girl. Wishing you was at the store. Girl. That's good. That's good. Hmm. Transparency. Y'all better be transparent. Open your mouth. Say something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on this episode was because I read your book and I think it was the epitome of transparency accountability vulnerability it's the epitome of redeemed and saying so (laughs) um because the book was so raw Mm. it was so and even though like i knew it was about you yeah i when i stepped back from you know being your friend looking at it as oh this is my friend my friend went through this oh so sad i looked at it as like this is someone who really went through something in their life and I'm walking through it with them. Like I'm literally, I was at this party. I was in the car when y'all was turning up. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the dorm room when y'all was acting up. Like, and you really walk, you, you didn't hold back. And I was like, (laughs) wow, this is real. Yeah. Like this is very real. Yeah. And that's, that was very beautiful. Like the way you illustrated that was absolutely beautiful. Thank so, you. And you know what? I had to be real because that's where I was. Mm-hmm. I spent too long being mm-hmm. fake. I spent too long um, trying to please everybody. I spent too long going home and crying myself to sleep yeah. at night. I spent too long um, hiding behind the smoke. Mm-hmm. And when I mean smoke, like actual like marijuana, weed, um, <laughs> yeah. drugs. Okay, I don't do that no more, so don't call the police. Um, But I I spent too long being this 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 person that I wasn't, and I wasn't happy, Mm -hmm. and so I had to be so real because I know that if I'm going through this, I know somebody else is going through Mm -hmm. this as well. So I know that there are a lot of different um, birds out there who are caged. And one of the things about birds, I did a study on it before um, I released the book, of course, and I found that when you put the bird has the ability to fly, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, it has wings for a reason, so mm-hmm. it is going to fly. It is in some way, shape, or form has it has the capacity to get off the ground. Right. But when you cage a bird, nine times out of ten, what that does is it mentally shuts off its capacity. It mentally shuts off its system wow. to where it thinks that it no longer has the ability to fly. Wow. So when you take this bird out of the cage, mm-hmm. um, or even if you were to leave the, the cage gate open, mm-hmm. it wouldn't fly because it's been in here for so long right. and it's been bound for so long. That's and so normal. Exactly. And so that's why I, it was so important for me to really do a study on that because I thought about it I'm like man how many people are literally in a cage maybe you're not in a physical cage but you're in a mental cage maybe you're in a space where you're like man I don't know what to do I feel like the walls are closing in on me but you you have the capacity to be great you have the potential to be great but you're you're surrounded by chaos you're surrounded by different noises you're surrounded by by destruction you're surrounded by these different things and because you've been surrounded in this so long now you succumb to this but this is why the Bible says um, to to be transformed, to not um, conform to the things of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of, of your, your mind. mind. And so that is why sometimes you that's why you hear a lot of the times when people are in jail. And this makes sense. I'm not lost. A lot of the times when people are in jail, yeah. they they they're it's not. They may battle. be bound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may be bound physically, but even let's let's even take it a step further. Okay, let's think about Paul when he was in jail, mm-hmm. and and you could see that he was bound, but yeah. even mentally, he still had the ability to give a sacrifice of praise. He yep. still had the ability to open up his mouth and still praise God while he was yet in this this cell, while he was right. yet in this physical cell and so a lot of the time some of us are in mental cells mm-hmm. mentally and so I'm like man how many people are mentally in a cell how many people are mentally bound how many people are smiling in front of folks but then on the inside you're like man I could They're really just apart. listen 
Listen, man, no, I could really real. OD on these drugs right here on this and Tylenol. Listen, I could really run off the road real quick. I could really go and take these scissors and do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. I could really go and buy all this alcohol and whatever, whatever. I could right. really go pull up on homeboy, even though I know he doesn't love me, but I'm going to give him what he wants. And then in return, when I do that, he still puts his hands on me. But it's the fact that he loves me. How many people are caged and you are st- and, and, and you, you feel like you have mm-hmm. no weight? out but i've come to remind you that there is a way out okay i'm going too hard let me calm down Mm -hmm. but go off the point is is that i had to be raw i had to be real because there's too many people out here being fake and there's too many people Mm -hmm. out here dying there's too many people out here literally are zombies you're like you're you're a dead man walking you have no life because mentally you're bound and so listen it's time for the cage birds to finally sing because what what happens if you notice see i'm an outside person i love being outside i love 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 yeah, we're nature. not the same it's okay it's okay <laughs> my sis don't like being outside that's all right i'll take a picture and show you Thank um you. but i love being outside i love to watch nature i love to people watch i just love being outside and just i just love it and so what you'll notice is when you hear one bird sing, mm-hmm. you'll hear another one mm-hmm. sing. And then another one will come from somewhere like, uh-oh, what's going on? What right. y'all doing? Now, I don't understand bird, but <laughs> the point <laughs> the point is that when one bird sings, yeah. another bird sings. And so I told God, I remember I was sitting in my bed in my old apartment, and I was like, Lord. You know what? I am willing to look stupid. Mm-hmm. I am. Because what I did was very stupid. It was. In the natural, mm-hmm. it was very stupid. In the natural. In the natural, yeah. it was. Because who opens their mouth and says, Puts oh, by the way, I, I have an incurable STD. Mm-hmm. You you would think, oh, well, you out here having unprotected right. sex. You're out here um, having sex before marriage and you want God to do that. You want God to do what? Mm-hmm. Who out here opens up their mouths and, and gives you full detail? Because you of put a, everything out girl, there. Everything, you put everything out there. Every, listen, I was coming for everybody. Okay. okay? Coming yeah, for myself. Mama. So I said, you know yeah, what? Man. Lord, I'm willing to look crazy if it means that another bird has the ability to sing. That's so beautiful. That's it. That's That's the synopsis, y'all. That's really what it is. That is the cage bird finally sings. It's it's just about, you know, the the topic of conversation today, like being vulnerable, being Mm -hmm. real, being raw, being relatable, being honest about Mm -hmm. where you are in life, because that's what life is all about um that is it's that's that's what it is yeah that's what it is you got to get in a rhythm of of just being truthful with yourself like honestly you know you you just have to that i i can say this from from because i've been there yeah and now that i'm not i'm just like that's exhausting yeah that's like it takes too much energy to fake the phone too much it's too much yeah and um Dang, I just went blank. No, it's all right. You said it might look stupid in the natural. Yeah. But you you put it all out there. Oh, and yeah. And you're healed. Oh, yeah. So what is there to talk about? Like, oh. They can't even try to talk about you. Y'all can. Because they just going to end up looking dumb. Y'all can. And that's all right. I'll pop you. Don't talk about my Good. Let, let them talk, though. Let them talk. Because you you let me know that I'm doing something worthwhile. Thank okay. you. How my how my name tasting your mouth? <laughs> oh, okay, Baby, that's just free publicity. Listen, okay, listen. Go ahead, drop the link while y'all at it. Okay, okay. I'm you might on Amazon. Period. No, for real. But like, imagine somebody trying to talk about you, and it's like, bro, I'm not even that person anymore. It's like, that's why it doesn't phase me. Mm-mm. It doesn't phase me. Um, somebody tried to bring up something of of my past to try to throw a dagger at me. And I'm like, sweetheart, <laughs> why are you trying to shame me about something that I already did? I already put it Matter out fact, for you. That I already put out for the world to see. So how could Literally. you, do you know how silly you look trying to make me look bad? But in return, you silly look dumb. Goat. Girl, gone with Please your wig. Okay, gone. And buy another <laughs> book while you at it. Okay. <laughs> so I imagine as you were writing the book, um, because of how raw it was, you definitely had to relive a lot of that. So what were some of your feelings as you were writing the book? And did that ever 
discourage you did you ever feel like you know maybe i just shouldn't do this maybe i should stop oh heck yeah oh heck yeah there was um i was on my last two chapters of the book Mm -hmm. um i believe i was actually on chapter seven chapter seven is my favorite chapter in the book because um it is where i detail um everything that happened um in being sexually assaulted by a family member and it's my favorite chapter because i think for the first time that was the first time that i really um accepted that it did happen Mm -hmm. that that was the truth and this is what happened Mm -hmm. regardless of how crazy or stupid it may sound or what or what who finger right right Right. exactly so um yeah chapter seven uh, it's titled healing um and so yes i was in the middle of wrapping this chapter up and i think i had just told you know my dad and you know his side of the family about what happened um because i just i couldn't take it anymore Mm -hmm. it was like mentally it, it was just weighing me down i could not do it and so I, I told my people, and it, it like the stuff hit the fan. Mm-hmm. It hit the fan and was swinging. The room stank. <laughs> like people' yeah. clothes was dirty. <laughs> I just want to paint the picture for you because no, it was a hot yeah. rotisserie mess. It was crazy. Yeah. It was like we were in a barnyard. Like mm-hmm. it was crazy. And so at that time, my. Uh, my cousin reached out to me, the one who assaulted me, he reached out to me. And Ray, when I tell you I spent, it was either two to three hours messaging this boy back mm-hmm. on WhatsApp. Oh, I said, you don't lost your mind. You done oh. lost your mind. I got time today. Yeah. If you got, you sitting up here on your phone messaging me, oh, I'm, we going to do this. Mm-hmm. And so I remember it was seven o'clock in the morning. I text Pastor Josh. I said, thank you so much. Oh Lord, I done dropped his name. Well, that's my mentor. <laughs> but I text my mentor and I said, listen, thank you so much. Um, for helping me do this. I hope you don't mind me name dropping. Um, I said, thank you so much for allowing me to do this, but I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Right. I'm, I'm done with this. This is stupid. Um, because I'm getting attacked for something that's supposed to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, y'all tell people if something happened to you, say something and I'm saying something, why am I being attacked? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. And so. He was like, wait a minute, hold on. What's what? It's seven o'clock in the morning. I haven't even, you know, gotten up. Can you wait? Some eyes. <laughs> Can like- you wait? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was definitely an instance where I was like, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. And then he had to remind me, Robin, this comes with the territory. Yeah. He said, even at the beginning, he constantly reminded me, he said, Robin, I I asked you, I've asked you, and I continue to ask you. Are you prepared for people to come against you? Mm -hmm. Because you're coming out with something that's so weighty. It leaves, I mean, it's just an open door of opportunity, Mm -hmm. of opposition. So are you ready for that? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know I said, yeah, but dang, I didn't know it was going to happen this fast before the book even came out. Um, And so when it came out, that was a whole nother thing. But that was definitely one of the biggest times because I was like, oh, my gosh. And I think another thing that made me super nervous was um, talking about having um, herpes Mm -hmm. when I knew that the Lord had already healed me of herpes. But it it was a crazy thing to say it because I'm like, I've never heard anybody come out and say, number one, I have herpes. Number two, I trust the Lord to heal it. Mm-hmm. Because when you hear about an STD, you like, oh, you was wilding. You was a thought. Right. You was doing this, da 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 Which in my case, that was not the case. Um, but even if it was, the Lord can still heal if I go to him and ask for forgiveness. Okay. Period, point blank. So He can raise the dead. Okay. Can, sure, that ain't nothing to him. Nothing. And so I was so scared because I believe only a few people knew mm-hmm. about it at the time. And then also, um, I in the book, I, I, I share the revelation. That was the first time that I ever heard God speak to me so clearly. And he said to me, Robin, I'm going to heal you, but it's going to be in my own timing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lord, okay. You know, but you know, when you, when God tells you something that's super crazy, but it's just between you and him. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you got all the faith in the world. But then when you start telling people, you're like, okay, this, sound a little this crazy. sounds crazy. <laughs> I sound like I've gone back crazy. What's going on? And so, um, that was another thing that I was afraid of because nobody knew. Mm-hmm. No one knew. So I was like, oh, my goodness. 
this is about to literally end my life. Um, at the time, um, yeah, I was single, still single. Um, and so I was like, man, like this is going to just ruin my like dating life. Yeah. Um, and I was like, God, like what the freak? I can't put this out here. Like I'm trying to get married. I'm trying to, you know, yeah. I, I still, I still want to be valued as a woman. I still, I don't want to be viewed as a stained woman. Right. And so, you know, things like that. So it was just a lot of back and forth. Um, but you know, God did it. So we are here two years later. Um, and, and God is good. He's a healer. He's, he's a restorer. He is Jehovah Rapha. And so, um, yeah, man, the cage bird finally sings. That's my baby. That is my baby. Toddler. That she is a toddler, two two years old. That's crazy. She's a big girl now. She's a big girl. (laughs) She is talking. (laughs) Well, she's singing, really. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my goodness. Mariah Carey singing. Girl, Mariah Carey. Okay. Girl, knocking her out the park. (laughs) So, when did you know it was time to write? Like, when did you know it was time to start writing? Um, because you said the sexual assault happened about three years ago. Yes. Um, and the book is two years old. Yes. So when were you like, okay, it's time? Because I think a lot of times some people can do can end up opening their mouth uh-huh. and talking about situations prematurely. Yeah. Or, you know, oversharing uh-huh. or sharing to the wrong people. Um, and that ends up causing more damage to them because they're not emotionally prepared for that um step and it ends up damaging them more so when did you know like okay this is time i knew it was time to write um honestly when i got the name the case bird mm-hmm. finally sings because i think i had gone through so much prior to the assault but the assault was honestly the cherry on top mm-hmm. because that pissed me off because prior to the assault four months before the assault um, or cause it's all happened in July. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, four months before the assault, I, I had fully, um, I told God, I said, you know what? I'm dedicating my life to you. I'm really going to be serious about this, you know, Jesus thing and mm-hmm. really being, yeah. you know, wholesome and stop having sex and stop talking to men. Because uh, a part of my story is that I really did struggle, um, I would say the men were my kryptonite. They Mm -hmm. were my weakness um, because I had always been affirmed by a man, but it wasn't in the way that a woman needs to be affirmed. Mm -hmm. It was always a physical thing or a lustful thing or a sexual thing. And so for a long time, I just thought that that's where my value was and that's what type of woman that I was. And so when I had gotten the results back from the test and found out that I had an STD, I said, okay, you need to chill out, mm-hmm. relax, um, and get to know yourself. Who is Robin? Like, who is she? Where is she going? What does she like? What doesn't she like? What irritates her? What does she love? Um, and so I I just went on that full pursuit. It was the hardest thing. I'm not going to lie to you. It was hard because I my phone has never been dry. <laughs> I always had somebody on my line. Mm-hmm. But I was so serious about pursuing after God and being this woman that he called me to be mm-hmm. that I was like, I don't care right. if I got to drop you, 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 you. I don't care. I, had, I checked my phone the other day. I totally forgot about this. But at that time... I went through a whole blocking spree. Mm-hmm. There are so many numbers in my phone right now that are still blocked. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but I was so serious. And even in things like that, you have to be super aggressive. And so, um, yeah, so I, I was fed up. I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to dedicate my life. Da, 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 da. So I'm serious about it. I'm going at it. And then uh, when I get sexually assaulted, that's when I knew that okay, this is a real thing because the the sexual assault was more more than a sexual assault for mm-hmm. me. It was like okay, I see that the enemy is really trying to take my identity as being a woman who's only good for sex. Mm-hmm. Because why would a man attack me or or you know come after me right. in this way? You know what I'm saying? Because yep. I'm like, what in what is this? So then that is when I really got pissed and I said, okay, it's time to up the ante because. Mm-hmm. 
now I realize that there's something within me that is super valuable mm -hmm. that the enemy clearly doesn't want me to see. Right. So you're going to send a curveball to make me think that, oh, you haven't changed. You haven't transformed. You're going to always be like this. Men are only going to mm -hmm. talk to you for your body. Yeah, you got the cute little waist, the tiny waist, whatever, whatever, and all that stuff. That's all that you're good for. And I said, no, that's Absolutely that's not, not it. That's not it. And so, um, so yeah. At that time, I knew back in, so a couple of months later, that happened in July, so um, August, September, October, November, four months after that, I was supposed to start writing the book. Um, actually, no, excuse me. I was supposed to release the blog, Robin Speaks, mm -hmm. um, on November 22nd, uh, 2019, but I was scared, and so then I pushed it back to December 2020, or mm -hmm. December 22nd, 2019, and that's when I initially started writing. Mm -hmm. And then when January came, from the photo that I took after church mm -hmm. um, one Sunday, and I titled the um, the caption as The Case Where Finally Sings, and then um, I sat down that Monday to start blogging for Robin Speaks. Mm -hmm. And then I heard the cage bird finally sings in my spirit. I was like, what, the, what is that? <laughs> um, and so, so I was like, okay. Not so this bird in your ear. Right. I was like, what is that? <laughs> so I, I, went back to, um, I went back to Instagram and I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's when I, I sat down and I said, okay, well, if this is going to be a blog series, let me write out what topics I'm going to talk about. And so I heard rejection, silence, abuse, denial, broken freedom or broken healing freedom and I was like wait a minute this is not just a, a blog post this is a book um, and then I said you know what I'ma just go for it we'll see what happens um, and at first the, the the first draft was very cookie cutter mm -hmm. I was like girl bye you ain't, <laughs> you ain't even getting nobody no details right gone. very surface level right so I, I had to go back and um, yeah I went back and I, I gave the full detail and I, I gave what is now the case bird finally Girl, she gave the, Listen, I took y'all back to the garden, okay? Was naked and not afraid, okay? Period. Because, baby, that book is changing lives and Oof. it will continue to. Amen. It's, it's honestly, it's so beautiful. Amen. Like, Thank you. And it's, although it's relating to, you know, sexual assault and from the perspective of a woman right. in relationship with men who don't necessarily value her right. um, as a woman, it's still the theme of taking your trauma and saying, this is not who I am. Yeah. is applicable to anybody. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's not even so much on the sexual assault. Um, I think the sexual assault is just the last, mm -hmm. it was just the last thing that mm -hmm. kept me bound. Cause at that point, after that, I said, oh, no, nah, right. nah, we're not doing this. But in each stage, you know, I walk people through rejection. So it's, it's, it's for those who may feel rejected by family mm -hmm. or, you know, feeling silent by different things or feeling abused. The abuse doesn't have to be physical abuse. Mm -mm. It could be emotional, mental, or physical, um, and not physical as far as, you know, throwing hands with. right you know um and then i walk you through being in denial you know mm -hmm. being in denial of the abuse right exactly and then being broken by the truth and different things like that so i feel that this book is applicable for anybody in any stage or season in their life um but yeah listen tough <laughs> My God, that's I gotta go back home and read that book. I don't, <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta go back. Sometimes you really have to go back and remember who you are, remember where and you where come, you from. come from, because it keeps you humble and it mm -hmm. keeps you grounded and it keeps you reminded that God is indeed a. Um, he's not a man, as the scripture says, that he's not a man mm -hmm. that he shall lie, nor is he the son of man that he shall repent. Mm -hmm. um, and he's faithful. He's so faithful. You just gotta walk that thing out. You just have to literally walk that thing out. And sometimes you don't even have to look back. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, what's in front of you will, mm -hmm. will, will show you what was behind you. Um, and you'll have a, a greater appreciation of what's in, for, in, in front of you and what's to come. So, man, God, thank you. So what is something now being where you are what is something you would tell your former self oh, lord <laughs> oh my god i think oh man i think oh lord 
Oh, I think what I would tell my former self is that you, you know who you are. You know who you are. Right. I think I've spent a lot of time, and even recently I realized that, I spent a lot of time dumbing down who I am to fit the capacity or the cup Child. for somebody else, and That's I'm not good. doing that. Mm-mm. I am not doing that because the only person that that hurts is me. Yeah. Because the only person who is left in question and confused mm-hmm. and bewildered is me, mm-hmm. is you. If you are that person who feels as though you keep dumbing yourself down or you keep putting a shade on your light and, and you keep dimming your light so somebody mm-hmm. else can see. Baby, if you can't see, go get you some sunglasses or Please get out the way. Because I'm born to shine and I'm going to shine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to like, I think that was the most irritating thing um, growing up was I knew, I knew there was, I, I knew I was born for greatness. I knew, right. I, I just knew I was a powerful woman. I knew I was a strong little girl, even in the, it just even growing up, right. like I just knew, but it was like, you can't say things like that because then sometimes people mm-hmm. take that as you being cocky or right. you being arrogant. And it's like, no. It's literally just who I am and I know who I am. But I feel like when you, when you kind of, when you're shaky in that, um, you allow for like so many people to just come in and say whatever. And so because I didn't know who I was or I didn't stand Mm -hmm. firm in who I knew I was, um, a lot of people came and placed a lot of labels on me Mm -hmm. that I had to remove later on in life. Um, look at me like I'm 47. Girl, I'm only 22. <laughs> You've lived a lot of life, though. So. You've lived a lot of life. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like somebody's church mother. <laughs> so even now, um, yeah. being where you are as yeah. this woman who's able to stand in the authority of Jesus and who yeah. knows who she Come is. On, and it's like, there's no, like, you can't, nobody can tell you otherwise. Nah, you can't. Shut but your you're still <laughs> period. Shut up. Shut up and shut it down. Okay. Window. Shut up. Girl. Shut it down. And don't restart. Okay. Don't. Just unplug. Girl, just break the motherboard. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> not you making me forget. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. I got jokes. I play too much. <laughs> so as someone mm-hmm. who you you're where you are now yeah but you're still human yes you still have your triggers if you will unfortunately how do you how do you deal with those now being mm-hmm. where you are yeah you know so in my second book um signed a girl trying to heal mm-hmm. this book is honestly a pocket guide to um to living and maintaining triumph and so in this book i talk about the owl system which is acknowledge accept and live Mm -hmm. so whenever i have a trigger i have to take a moment to pause Mm -hmm. because me i'm a busybody. i like to go 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 i gotta be still and when i recognize that something is wrong see a lot of the times especially in the church we just associate emotions as um ooh, uh-uh, pray that away yeah. get that get away get away like <laughs> um, stop that first of all um because <laughs> your soul is literally made up of your mind will and emotions yes. so yes. if you are running something away um that is a part of you that when god breathed his his breath into you and you became a living soul mm-hmm. as some versions of the bible does say um you then then there's an imbalance right Mm -hmm. and so I have to take a moment to pause and really ask myself and really backtrack you know trace my steps Mm -hmm. what happened where did this come from what did I see who did I talk to what did I read what did I go back and read again or Mm -hmm. what did I go back and look at again so I have to acknowledge it first of all Mm -hmm. acknowledge the trigger because a lot of the times we try to move past and ignore it and just do busy work no uh because when it's time to go to bed i'm going to bed i'm Mm -hmm. not sitting up here thinking about this okay Mm -hmm. so you have to acknowledge it and then you have to accept sometimes you have to reaccept Mm -hmm. that the event has occurred Mm -hmm. because a lot of the times when triggers do come it's it's like it's like oh my god it's like you're reliving it again um but you have to accept it whether you have to accept it 10 times within one minute Mm -hmm. that is okay or 10 times within an hour or a day you know space it you know whatever Mm -hmm. whatever you have but saying like i know you're there 
Exactly. And so the acceptance is not um, acceptance of the event, but it's acceptance of you acknowledging that the event mm-hmm. has happened. And so after you've done that, then it's it's time to live. It's time to, to get back to life. I think, honestly, now that I've healed, I realize that I realize the stronghold that trauma really has on us. Mm-hmm. I realize how it is a a, a clogger to the pipeline of the soul. Mm-hmm. I realize how it really halts people in their destiny, in their pursuit to living in total freedom. And so when it's time to get back to life, it's time for you to get back to your day. It's time for you to get back get back to having fun with your friends and your family mm-hmm. and your you know your loved ones and things like that. It's time for you to get back to having fun just having fun whatever mm-hmm. that looks like for you right. but it's, it's time to get back to living because this thing is a dead thing and it's trying to weigh you down and so once you've gone through the steps of acknowledging and accepting it drop that weight and let's get back to Let life let's get there. back to life please please i got time for that i'd be walking like i talk it girl <laughs> well that was my last question wow this was fun this was amazing. This was fun. I'm I sorry, think. y'all. This is long. I hope, you know, maybe y'all run on trip. Child, they don't have to get the over gym. <laughs> Maybe you're on a wow. road trip. <laughs> <laughs> this is, wow. This has been one of my favorite episodes. No, this was dope. Wow. This was dope. Thank you, Robin. Thank Seriously. you. Thank you for your time and your vulnerability. Oh, Lord. Because, no, you didn't have to. You really Child. didn't. You could have been like, go read the book. No. You, you didn't know. have to come sit here yeah. for over an hour of your day and share with me and i i don't take it for granted at no, all i appreciate you. you thank you for even you know doing this thank you for creating spaces for your listeners to really connect with different voices that you bring on your mm-hmm. platform um and it's such a beautiful thing to witness and i'm i'm grateful that you invited me on the show um and and i'm so excited to see what what comes from this i'm so excited to see where you go so i'm proud of you like i said i i say it to her offline so don't even trip she's well loved that's my but i gotta i gotta come on here (laughs) online let y'all know that i support my sis thank you i'm super happy super proud but thank y'all i hope y'all enjoy um, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. This Tell them where super, they can get your books. Fun. Yes, so and um, merchandise, baby. Merchandise, <laughs> so um, my books are available to you at www. Hold on, www. Robin with an um, E. Yes, Robin with an E. R O B Y N. E speaks S P E A K S dot com. Um, and you can shop also for um, our Trauma to Triumph merch, crew necks. We have some more things in store for you. Um, and so y'all just be on the lookout. And if you want to follow me on the socials, follow yes, me at Robin up, Speaks on Instagram and Facebook for those of y'all who are still saved and sanctified. With the I'm Holy staying Ghost. on Facebook. Okay, purr. I'm not getting on Facebook purr. ever. <laughs> But that is it, y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. I love y'all. Have a great week. And until next time, peace. Peace. Peace out to the east side.